Episode 66, Flight of the Nerdigator. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm, I'm talking over you, so I do apologise. <laughs> I'm Lee Bradley. <laughs> and I'm John Lace. And this is our free comic book a day special. Woohoo! We are in the kitchen of Hiding Blue Tourster, <laughs> and there's a Yu Gi Oh tournament going on next door. So if you hear any background noises, it's probably them. It's very high end, isn't it? I can't believe the decor. It's I know. Kind of like, uh, they've really put like, all the stops for us today. Like that, <laughs> We're going to get a trail of women brought in next for us. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. <laughs> so, um, firstly, John. Yep. You have a new comic book out. That's right, yeah. It's the um, second issue of Brethren Born. We released it uh, last year, the first issue we released. October time at, officially at the Nottingham Comic Convention but I actually came to Hiding Geek a couple of weeks before yeah, um, to uh, to do a pre-release and obviously um, after having spoken to Simon you know, it's always nice to get a few people in here on it you, you really support small press art, artists and creators um, but yeah issue two's out now um, the official release is London MCM in three weeks time yeah, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> are you going as well? Yeah, 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 fantastic. Have you booked hotels? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we actually couldn't get into the Nerd Hotel this time, so we're at the Holiday Inn like miles oh. away this time, so yeah, we're, we're, we're there all weekend doing press for it, so yeah. I'm, I'm at Lawgiver Mark 3 that weekend, so. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. There's a guy I'm working with at the moment who does some unbelievable Judge Judge stuff, and I think he's going to that as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, Brethren Born Issue 2's out, it's obviously a follow on from, straight on from Issue 1. Main difference really this time I've brought more people onto the artistic team. So I've got a guy called Luca Cicchitti from uh, Italy, uh, another guy Santiago Ramos from Spain, and Rob Jones who's from Madius Comics. He's doing the lettering and he's doing the lettering for about ninety percent of all uh, small press at the minute, which is amazing for him. But he's he's a really good guy and knows what he's doing. I like the art style in Bedlam One One. Cheers, yeah. yeah Phil, really Phil's a great guy. Um, he he lives down in Bedford and he can't really get much. Can't really come onto the. Convention scene just purely through work. He's got a young family as well. Yeah. Um, he's 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 brilliant, and hopefully he'll he'll go on from strength to strength just on the back of this. Hopefully, yeah. There's some really nice tile layout in that when the perp hits the van. Yes, I yeah. Right, the, right in the first right. scene, yeah. yeah. The way he's got it, and the, you know, almost part of the same panel, but it's a it's a semi sub panel yeah, drops so down. Away. Yeah, yeah. He's, and I I I hadn't written that in. Um, and I, I fully believe when you do any sort of collaboration. It's a collaboration. It's not just me saying, draw this, do this, you've got to do it exactly like this. I'm quite um, in the DC way of writing books. I'm very descriptive, especially if I don't know the artist very well. Um, but I always say, right, tell me what you like to draw. If you like to draw this, you know, try and fit it in. Mm. But you have free reign on the panels and, and see what you can do. If it looks crap, obviously <laughs> we'll go, well, 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 But Phil's got, he's a big comic fan anyway, yeah. so he's he's got a real good idea of how panels should flow and how they work together and he's it's his first comic as well but he's he's done a real good job on it yeah, yeah I was really impressed with it like the sense of motion you get from that yeah it's he's, he's really good yeah. he's got good on him and shoulders I'm keen to get my hands on both one number two I'm not gonna lie cool cool well it's downstairs I'll get it later on <laughs> I'll do a discount for you boys sweet at least three don't do that on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no anybody discount. else <laughs> you're gonna have to subsidise Brendan's need for comics <laughs> Like I, I got a pull list today. Um, I misinterpreted what Simon said in an email to me. He was like, it's one free comic for turning up, 
one per purchase, and one you gave 20 quid. And I was like, ah, does each comic in my pull list count as a purchase? And he was like, yeah. But what he meant was the entire pull list counts as one purchase. So I, oh. I, I had a, I had, <laughs> That's I had been in for a couple of weeks. I come back and I've got my all new and humans, my survivors club, my new romance. I've got like 11 books waiting for me, like school. Then I have to pick and choose my comics anymore, and I was going to get them all. And I uh, no. What? Nah, that is harsh. <laughs> Sean Cooper, <laughs> you're an evil man. Denied. <laughs> so I was like, I'll buy them individually, does that count? And I was like, nah, can't be a dick. So I just got my entire pull list. And I ended up buying a hand solo pop vinyl so I can get an extra comic. Quite. But I got four comics. And then I got, I got <laughs> I'll be kicking off about that. Well, we'll be happy about that. I'm going to go and buy one, go out again, buy another one, okay. go out again, come back. <laughs> single purchase. I got a fifth though, because I got your primer. Okay, brilliant. Brilliant, so yeah. Cool. Nice one. So how did you get involved with that collective? That's the next between. Um, it was last year, I was uh, at the Ice Convention in Birmingham. Um, I was doing a piece for downthetubes.net, John Freeman, if, if you haven't heard of him, he does uh, the website down, downthetubes.net um, and it really supports British comics, really, really good guy, He's worked, he used to work for UK Marvel, I don't know what you, you've, you've bought yeah, into yeah. him lately, really good guy and I was writing a piece for that website because they were doing Ice on the first day and um, uh, comics from Covered on the second day which is loads of um, top artists and top creators doing workshops, really seminars. Mm. So I was there doing that piece and just going around and talking to all the small press guys and got talked to a guy called Phil Woodward, who uh, he, he's been sort of, he developed close to immortality around about four or five years ago, but he's sort of just been in the background, just simmering over. And he'd been talking to another couple of guys at that same weekend, and I've never met them before, but obviously being a total gobshite and just chatting away and chatting away and chatting away and really passionate about comics. About two weeks later, he phoned me up and said, would I like to be involved with it? And I said, look, I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks, couple of months. I don't know what I'm going to bring to the table, if it's just going to be total pish or, no, I haven't even released Breath and Born yet. It might get totally panned. I might never write a comic book again. He said, well, it's not just about that. It's about your enthusiasm and the way you feel about comics. He said, you know, I think you might be able to bring something to the team. So that was back in September. Um, and we've sort of gone from strength to strength, really. We've got a nice, a nice group of guys. We were talking about what, what comic collectives can do for the individual as well as the team. And a lot of them tend to fail because, you know, it's a group of individuals. And if you don't get lots of press and promotion, you can, it can just fade away. Yeah. But there's, there's a nice core four or five of us who are really passionate about it. So hopefully that doesn't happen to us. Um, but they're all really talented guys as well. They've all got other, other bits and bobs going on this year. And that's what the free comic's all about, really. Yeah. It's, it's lots of little samples of what we're doing. Saying about Marvel UK, is Marvel UK still a separate press? Because I know it used to be. Well, Marvel UK is owned by Panini now. Right. So Panini, the sticker book. Yeah. Panini. I always get confused with Panini sandwiches. Panini. Yeah. It is definitely Panini. Yeah. But a while back, a few years back, they were basically had an edict when Disney took over Marvel and were told they couldn't produce any new material, which is what made a lot of UK comic artists that were working with them um, basically fall off the radar they even jumped up or they mm. fell off the radar right so I know when I say I know I uh, I assume based on the information I know that they no longer produce new material right okay. but what they do and that's for Marvel but what they do is republish so that a lot of these small 
uh, Marvel science versions. They republish all that stuff. But I do believe they create new works based on new properties that are not under Marvel. Right, okay. Yeah, because I, I remember some of the titles, like, things like Warheads. Oh, God, that was... Yeah. <laughs> We're talking like 30 yeah, years this ago. Is, this is old Marvel UK. <laughs> that was Gary yeah, Erskine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the stuff I used to really love. That was kind of Warheads is one of my favourite books. For me, it was Dragon's Claws. Ah, right, Dragon's yeah, Claws, yeah. Jeff Senior, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, Death's Head, Death's Head was a Death's great movie. Costume. Costume. Yeah, yeah. Costume, comic book. Yeah. Very tired. Yeah. Talking about costumes again, you're such a perv. Uh, uh, Death's Head. No, you, if you had a Death's Head costume, that'd be a bit weird. <laughs> I've got many costumes. I've got Prince Namor. I'm going to go to to a show one day. It's Prince Namor. It will be out of shape, Prince Namor, in a hat. But I will have the scaly green pants. So I don't do that. Do it, please. Sweet. Don't you say that at the time? Do it at Worcester Comic Con. Yes. Um, what's the question? No, no. Do it at Worcester Comic Con. Oh, do, do it at Worcester. Well, I will have to go. I will have to go on an apple a day diet. <laughs> And have somebody waxing me as well because I'm now very. Is it hirsute? Is that the word? Applications for Lee's waxers should be sent to at Nerd versus World and we'll pass them forwards. Um, I want to see photographs. Stuffamattress.com. I, I get to pick. That was also a really, really good segue. Yes, yeah, I think we'd like to segue. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a very good segue. He's getting better at them. I am. It all, it's all about practice. It's all about practice. 66 episodes in and you've finally nailed it. But it's kind of like a joke as well. You have to explain what it is. It doesn't really work quite so well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, Worcester Comic Con. Um, yes, Worcester Comic Con. It's my first... Well, it's not strictly my first event. Last year I did my very first exhibition. And it was at Forge Mill Redditch. And it was Retro Marvel Now. Okay. So they approached me... It's one of these random things that I found... I, I use the word career loosely. Okay, so in my career, I've discovered, I broke into comic books, just wanted to do comic books. Yeah. So it's very, it's all about comic books. I've got to just draw comic books and everything I was offered along the way, I, I wasn't interested in. And then you finally do comic books and you realize everything else is connected mm. and you start doing all the other stuff and you start enjoying it. Yeah. And so I've had a very eclectic career. So I've jumped on an awful lot of brands, which is, been great in terms of profile mm. and then I've been invited to an awful lot of shows and I get invited back a lot and because I did one show I was contacted by Ready to Cancel they heard I was something to do with Doctor Who and I said <laughs> okay. I have never done Doctor Who I have nothing to do with it but you want to keep the council happy <laughs> so I did Day of the Daleks for them I turned up and there was me and an actor called John Davey who does a, mm. a lot of prosthetics food stuff for Doctor Who and it was brilliant. I had a fantastic day. Only there four or five hours. Brilliant feedback. Mm. Better than some massive shows, but mm. in effect, you've got no competition. So it's you, one actor, and people out for a nice day out. Yeah. And because of that, they then approached me and asked if I'd like to do an exhibition. Hence, I did Retro Marvel now, and it was a mix of new work, but an awful lot of pages I'd drawn that I'd still got. So there was some Transformers stuff, Spider-Man stuff. Mm. I had... Um, original pencils next to the inks and like a, a free stage sequence because I'd, I'd done one issue where I was the pencil inker and colorist so I had a, a, a display basically and it went down really well at the end of it we arranged a a single one-off kind of convention day but it's for just kids and families and it was uh, heroes and villains and we had 805 people turn up for me 
and an actor called Julian Seeger, who again does. Yeah, Julian's yeah. A, a tough guy, great with the public. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, in the scheme of things, me and Julian are <laughs> not, not exactly A, B, or C list, but, you know, we, we've got a certain level of popularity. But 805 people turned up with no advertising. Wow, it was it was ridiculous, and I learned a lot because I was quite involved in the organisation, um, and it just made me kind of get a taste to want to organise something else. And I thought about organising a show. I didn't plan on it being as big, but you get a bit carried away, and then you see a venue, and you go, "Yes, I'll have that venue," and you do it all in the same day. And yes, so hence we are now at Worcester Comic Con, where. I have 15 actors come in, uh, eight comic book artists. We haven't announced all the actors because it's based on a couple of contracts to be signed. Yeah. There's one more comic artist to be uh, announced. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun and incredibly stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. I, I would say emphasis on the stressful, I'm thinking. Well, I went to the Forge Mill one last year with, with my wife and two, two girls. I've got two young girls and it was brilliant. It was a really good day. I, I've known Lee a little while now. Um, just we li- both live in Redditch, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> secret uh, Redditch, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, <laughs> Give me secret. secret. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was a really good day, really well organised. You've got the cosplayers there as well, and I was out the front, and that that drew, drew the crowds yeah. in. And the actual um, the bit in the actual Forge Mill Museum is fantastic. You know, all your different bits of work. It was a really good day. Really well, good the setting up the exhibition was quite scary because I agreed to it when it was full. And then I went back when they reopened about two months before I was supposed to do it, and I saw the size of the venue once their displays had gone, and it was like, oh my fucking God, how the hell am I gonna fill this? And I remember waking up about six weeks before at two in the morning, and going, oh my God, and then just working in the kitchen on a light box on the sink until (laughs) seven in the morning, just trying to produce stuff. And it turned out I had more stuff than I actually could put on display. It was, it's one of those things you, you overcompensate in a way, but it, you know I, I appreciate that, and it did get a great, a great feedback. That's what kind of got a taste for it. Oh, it's really good, mate. Really good. What sort of things are you doing at Worcester Comic Con? Are you doing like panels and stuff on the day? Or? No, no. the one thing I we, we decided to do was for year two, we we already have um, should we say an extension and a place we can do all that sort of stuff. But year one, we want to make sure it runs smooth. Yeah, yeah. For the one thing I, I have learned from the other side, so my my fellow um, con organizer, he, he organizes a big show, but he does it from the top end. Mm. I've gone from the bottom end, so like last year I did 23 shows. Yeah, yeah. I've probably done, ugh, I, I, I lose track, between yeah. 100 and 150 shows in five years. And so I've seen all the you know, the balls ups and the mistakes. And I know that that'll probably happen at my own. Um, but the main thing is to have it run smoothly, yeah. to make sure we can process people through nice and easily, that they're not queuing for hours on end, that people realize they have to get tickets in advance. So we don't oversell the venue as well. Yeah. Um, make sure the, the staff know what they're doing. Make sure people know where to direct you. Yeah? The, the queues run smooth and people just have a nice day. Yeah. If we can get that right, we can get the basics right, we can build from there. Yeah. If the basics aren't right and we overstretch, that's where it's all going to, mm-hmm. you know, 
I don't want to be answering negative emails for the next six months. Yeah. I, I, I exhibited at True Believers in uh, Cheltenham this year. Oh, yeah. February. I don't know. What, I don't think you were there. No, I, I did Sci Fi Ball. I do the. Oh, okay. It's for Teenage Cancer Trust. Yeah, I, that's I, right. I met you there. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah. But it's a very similar size venue. Um, and they've got it now down really well, you know. They've even got people meeting you at the loading bays and people take your stuff to your table for you so you can park your car and then you come up. Oh, and we we won't be doing up. that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know they struggled. They struggled um, getting people in. There was, there was quite a bit of a curiosity sound. And they said, yeah, we'll put our hands up to that one and said, yeah, we're going to improve that for next year. So it's good to see because that's one thing that will piss people off. Oh, it's God, yeah. There. What? They turn up, especially right at the very start, and they've got a queue for 45 minutes, and they're like, oh, well, what's going well, on? Well, there's, there's a lot of the smaller shows, and it's, it's not their fault, as in they've got so much going on, but at the same time, it is their fault because it's part of the process. So it, it's that balance. Is They will open later than they plan. And I've been at quite a few where it's been 15 minutes, up to 45 minutes before the doors have opened. That's going to piss people off. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, because you're just thinking, what... As the, as the, the punter there, there they're thinking just open the goddamn doors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that's about behind the scenes, having everything in place so you can open it. Uh, the second thing is processing people because of the venue. And we have got staff at the venue as well. So we've got um, the people that run through Worcester Walls. Yeah. They will also help and they're going to process people. So the aim is... That is my primary concern. That's around time yes. to get people in because the venue as soon as possible. If people only want to be in there for an hour or three hours or, or whatever they want to do, as long as they're not queuing, because queuing, British, they say the British are great at it, but we don't, we're also great at fucking moaning, aren't we? Yeah, we are great so, at you know, about queuing. We'll queue and we'll moan, and so <laughs> we don't want to either. We queue so we have something to moan about. Yeah, <laughs> that is true, that is true. <laughs> but it's, it's good to see that you've got comic artists there as well, because there's so many conventions out there I've got the word comic in but you look you look at the list and like the one person one of the main people who've got that is a stormtrooper from the right you're like really but and, and then you ask them what comics have you got there what and they've got literally none there mm. at all it, it just does you I, I think it, it, for, for me it is a balance it's I totally get why they call it Comic Con. If you don't call it Comic Con generally, it's not as well attended. The general public that watch the films or have a character that I like, call There's it that association. Yeah, they associate San Diego Comic Con, they associate yeah. the Big Bang, they mm. associate Comic Con. Yeah. And so you will get a bigger pull of the audience. That's why it doesn't make sense why shows call themselves anything else. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you call it Comic Con, you should have a decent amount it's got to be of some comics. representation. So for me, I wanted, you know, it was a, it was part of the deal. I want at least a third of the guests to be comic artists. Yeah. I don't want too many guests. I don't want um, it flooded. It should be a balance, mm. but I want at least a third of the guests every time to be comic artists. And that then feels like it's Comic Con, and then getting partnered with Forbidden Planet, so they'll have a booth section. Um, plus, there'll be local shops such as Riding Geek. Yeah. Um, it gives it a comic flavour yeah. to it. So, and hopefully that will entice people into comic books as well. Yeah, and I, I guess the thing is, like with things like today with the Free Comic Book Day, do you find that it is bringing people into the in, into the appreciation of comics, or is it just something that's that, that... Yes, but it's it's inversed now. What used to happen is you would. Buy comic books. I, I remember, it wasn't my first book, but the one book I, I always remember is Secret Wars 1 on the comic shelf. I remember going with John Menzies in yeah. Redditch Town Centre, and I literally saw it on the shelf. I remember getting my mum and dad getting so excited, and they had, I think there were stickers on the front. 
still got it. Mm. Actually, it's my only signed signed by Stanley. You know, it's like yes, it looks tatty. It's not worth jack. It's ripped <laughs> on the cover, but it was. It's just the fact it's yeah. what I had, and that's how you got into stuff. So you watch, you read the comic, then you log the cartoon, then you get into the film. It's it's flipped. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the other Pe- way around. People, look, people yeah, like yeah. the t-shirt. They then like the film. They then eventually, you hope you get them into the comic book, and then they maybe have a bigger appreciation, or they want to find out the background to the films. Yeah. But it is flipped, and I don't think you can change that because it's. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's essentially, we're in the golden age of the comic book movie at the moment. Yeah. And like, we had them before, and they've eventually hit saturation point, and then it's disappeared back to being a subculture again. I mean, do you think there's a danger of that occurring? I, I, I did think that, and I kept thinking, even with comic shows, I kept saying to people, 2016, 2017, it's going to drop. Yeah. But I'm slightly turning my mind on that now, and it's primarily because what Marvel's doing with their films, yeah. then they are using characters from the Marvel Universe in, you could put in brackets, comic book films, but they're not so much comic book films. No, they're not. Ant-Man, I, I watched... Literally, I went to watch Civil War yesterday just because I thought if I'm coming to this shop and somebody says something, <laughs> I will strangle it. I've got to watch it. So the night before, I bought Ant-Man yeah. on DVD, although I'd seen it at the cinema a couple of times, just to rehash and to, to force the, uh, the lady friend to, to know what was going on in the film. So you've got to watch Ant-Man first. Oh, yeah. But Ant-Man, especially when you watch it a second time, it's a very 80s feel, good oh, feel, God, good yeah. film. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is a heist movie, it's fun. Yeah. His, his comrades in the van, you know, they go backing up, backing mm. up. That's what makes that film, and it's not really, it's no different than Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, or Honey, yeah, I Shot yeah, the it's, it's, it's that film, movie. yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars, but with fun. It's kind yes. of Star Wars mixed with Explorers. Mixed Last Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, that Starfighter. Yeah. One of my all-time favourite films. Yeah. Uh, why they haven't ever made a prequel? You know, do I make a prequel and then make a follow-up? You know, the first Starfighter. But anyway, enough of that. Um, <laughs> but yes, Marvel are being really smart. I saw the Doctor Strange trailer just before, mm. and it's a, it looks like um, oh, what's that name? Inception. 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 Yes. And it is, it's, yeah, he's effectively wearing a costume of a degree. It's not how you would envisage superhero films. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I think is going to keep it fresh. Well, that's what they do better than DC, I think, with their films. Yeah. Is, like I say, Ant-Man is a heist movie. Iron Man 3 is your PTSD survival movie. Yeah. Winter Soldier is a Bourne film. They have the narrative shorthand of being able to apply a template of a, yeah. a film we were used yeah. to. But put a comic character into it. And it just works really well. The first, the first Captain America. That was that's a war movie. Yeah, yeah it, it was like the Rocketeer. That yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a war isn't movie yeah. with the superheroes. It's just super strong, really. Yeah. And just, it was brilliant. Well, the, the, the great thing about the Captain too. America films is that they have each stage, and you don't realise. Poor bastard. You know, the first one he basically has to give his life, and he's never going to see his girlfriend again. The second one he gives his life and is frozen, and his mate drags him out, and then this one. He, Am I allowed to? No yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. We, we reviewed last <laughs> episode, so well, it's all good. Well, you know, it's effectively, he's given up the mantle of who he is. He's probably yeah. going to become the captain. That's, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just spray his outfit black and he has no shield. And, you know, like the old um, groom. You know, that, that was the one thing that stuck with me about Civil War. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For a film all about consequence, they come out of it with very little. Yeah, I, I was expecting the cap to die. Yes. I'm not going to lie, I thought he was going to die, and I thought that was what the narrative needed for that film. 
Um, See, but it didn't happen. I, I agree. I did expect it, and that's why I was dreading anybody saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, for Superman, Batman, I read online. Oh yeah, so Superman dies, and you just think you just I am not even <laughs> gone to the cinema. I thought about booking the ticket yet. Come on, guys. But with Cam, I kept expecting it, and part of me thinks it was clever because we all expected it to a degree you kind of thought it was either going to be Rhodey that dies yeah. or it's going to be Cap and yeah. um, maybe they should have killed Rhodey but I wouldn't be surprised if they have a long term plan He's he, for me Rhodey was Iron Man when I grew yeah. up for, for the 80s you know Secret Wars the following couple of years so I wouldn't be surprised if they he takes the mantle and he has to be in a suit because he can't walk without it it's yeah. the next step of yeah. need that chest thing yeah. um I suppose they did the consequences is that all the Avengers now are effectively outlaws which a team cap ones yeah. so team cap ones yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're still in yeah that, that was what got me was that yeah, essentially now you've got all of that team are now segregated away from the rest of the but that, I think that was what was clever about the Marvel stuff you kind of watch Avengers the first film and the lead on and you kind of feel safe like we're mm-hmm. going to get an Avengers film each year there'll be a big bad maybe some twists will come up and that's what you expect yeah. and they've already pulled they've the rug yeah they've, they've pulled the rug the and they said no it's actually you don't know what's going to happen yeah. I, I like that but you are right it, it felt like a missed beat to me yeah. from, story, from a story perspective it felt like they'd missed they'd missed something it was the one Marvel movie they could have gone legitimately dark with yeah, yeah. taking a big sacrifice yes. it, it's, it's kind of funny I, I watched Winter Soldier on I can't remember what day it was the day before Ant-Man watched Ant-Man and then watch the Civil War. And the one thing that stuck out for me, like your, your Bourne um, connection, it's the best Bourne film ever. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is fantastic. And there isn't a beat missed. And Civil War next to it, I think is a fantastic film, but it's almost a film of three acts. Yeah. And you feel yeah. the difference in the acts. So the whole airport scene is, is the end of that act. And then the final sequence is another act. So it's a very three-part act with... with Winter Soldier, it just bleeds. Yeah. That you don't breathe. It's seamless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth saying that the airport scene in Civil War is probably the single greatest fight scene ever put to a movie. Ant-Man, for me. Ant-Man versus well, Spider-Man was yeah, just... Ant-Man and Spider-Man were just brilliant. Yeah. Both of them were just kind of in awe of being in the middle <laughs> yeah. of it, which I thought was, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And they got the Star Wars reference in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the Attack yeah, reference. Attack oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> it's only... What did he say? What did Spider-Man say? Some, some old movie. Some old movie. Some old movie. Yeah. Like, oh, that's brilliant. But they've set that up perfectly as well. He was a brilliant Spider-Man. My favourite Spider-Man by far. Yeah, for sure. His um, costume, he was cartoon like, Spider-Man, wasn't yeah. he? That's what he was. Genius. And Black Panther as well. It makes you wonder, like, what they're going to do in the Black Panther movie. Because I assumed that was going to be like an origin story mm. and they've just given him an origin story yeah, we've, we've already seen that so but maybe they've, they've consciously done that because nearly every superhero movie that we've done has been an origin movie and so this far, time they can just get into they the can action. get right they're smashing tool you know they've got amazing technology let's use that and you know how are they going to how are they going to protect the continent and I think I'm really looking forward to it and I thought the actor was really good in it as well yes yeah. really good the only, the only actor I feel has been misplaced in the uh, Marvel Universe is Don Cheadle and Terence Howard before him. Neither of them have felt to me like Rhodey. Mm. Terence Howard was too slick and almost sleazy, and Don Cheadle seems too old. Mm. And I kind of imagined Tony Stark's bodyguard as, I don't know, somewhere in between both of them. Right. They've yeah, just yeah. not kind of fitted for me. What nobody's mentioned on any of the podcasts or any of the, the reviews I've seen of Civil War is that Stark 
with Tony Stark as a young Tony Stark. Oh, that's fantastic. The effects are only, I was only thinking about it this morning. It reminded me, uh, you know, how much I hated him as an actor back then. <laughs> I saw it and I thought, I used to hate him. I think it didn't have quite the same impact for me because, like you, I'd watched Ant-Man and yeah. so you get that Michael Douglas yeah. scene at the yeah. start of Ant-Man so you, you kind of, you're used to it and you're going to go out and do the but same thing. But it was thing, still brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. The effects are just unbelievable. You can just, just about tell. Kids would never be outside. They don't, they've got no real realisation what they're doing to it but you could just about tell it was an effect but unbelievable yeah how they do that Stunning. just crazy absolutely brilliant what was the other bit I was going to mention something else about Civil War I can't think what it was but yeah really enjoyed it I was a total geek and went for the midnight showing yeah the midnight zero one showing there was only geek. four of us in the cinema when I went <laughs> it was during blazing sunshine yesterday I'm like that's the day no one's going to be in the cinema there was, there was only six in the screen I was in because there was there was two showings in the same cinema one was packed and one wasn't so I thought, oh, I'll go in that one. I'll go in the quiet one. Yeah. Fantastic. Me and my mate, and it was, it, we, we just came out of it. it three o'clock in the morning, so you're not like, I haven't got that skip in your step that you normally have after a Marvel movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be in the next one, yeah. Start, yeah, start doing kickboxing. Yeah. 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 Um But yeah, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, I came out, it was awesome. Uh, three in the morning, and someone put a nail through my tyre. Okay. Parked in the view in Oxford, and someone just put a nail through my tyre. I was just like, oh, oh well, up a day. It's in the Marvel film, <laughs> so. <laughs> so feeling all right about things. Let's <laughs> change that. I think going back to your original point, though, will it will it die off? I think they've injected so much into the younger generation. They've all got the costumes. They're all loving it. They've all got the Xbox games and the PlayStation games where they've got the Infinity. Is it called the Infinity? Oh, they did the Infinity. Yeah, the yeah, designs yeah. on them are brilliant. That, yeah. I mean, so, you can have those on a, on a, on a shelf. And I do, yeah. I've, I've got all the Avengers lined up on a shelf and, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And mate, mine's got one at the Hulkbuster. Yeah, like, yeah. It's absolutely it's amazing. Stunning. But I think they've put so much effort into bringing, they're just going to grow up and they're just going to want more and more and more. Because look at look how old we are. Yeah. We're all get to it. It is, still it is a change though, because yeah. it, it used to be a nostalgia thing. So you fall out of love with this stuff for five years, 10 years, and then you go back to it. Yeah. And that's where you think it's going to drop off. But I think because it's a bit scary, it's almost like being brainwashed now. Mm. You know, the, you, it's become such a part of culture. It's only if they, there's a new punk type movement that takes over and completely rejects this stuff. But it's so ingrained. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me that the, the danger is in having too many characters and keeping them around. I think they need to keep it fresh and keep circulating the characters. And you kind of feel that with Marvel, don't you? Can yeah. you imagine Captain America will disappear and yeah. Iron Man will disappear and it'll be Cloak and Dagger and yeah. stuff you never expected. Oh, that would, wouldn't that yeah, be awesome? Right, yeah. Cloak and Dagger. I'd love to see them. Yeah, especially the female leader. She, she, she's got to be super high. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be, yeah. Be being seen, a perf. Yeah, total perf. Being a perf. Total perf. <laughs> Um, but Tony Stark said he's going to do one more, isn't he? But well, he's doing Spider-Man. It's it's, it's just coincidentally yeah. Tony Stark, though, isn't he? He's just perfect. He's just <laughs> it just sounded inappropriate. I was going to do one of my terrible jokes, but I was amazing. Come on, young boy. Going into his room, sticky substitute uh, on the handle. Super strong. Yeah, I know what you mean, mate. <laughs> Quality. We'll let that one sit there. Just for a minute. <laughs> Remember what you said. Tony Stark and his young boy. Brendan said. <laughs> oh. Do you see there being a saturation point? You're, you've expected it to be that, but do you ever see that actually coming? It, 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 you know, it could. It could, and it's when the they clearly want to make money. The whole point of this game is they don't do it for fun and love. They do it for making money, but it's when that overrides. Yeah, but outside of the film universe, now if you go back to actual comics. 
I, I said just, just on that, I think it, it's not going to be Marvel that does it, and I think DC are the people who are in danger of saturating yeah. the movie yeah. universe because... Because their TV universe, other than Arrow, can't stand Arrow. Really? Legends, really? No, I, I just I couldn't... To be fair, I didn't see the first two series, and that's probably right. the problem. Yeah. I, jumped, yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped in when Flash was on. Right. And Flash was so good, it felt stayed, it felt yeah. forced. Right. Um, Legends of Tomorrow... My little it's girl watches it. Yeah, it's, it's not quite Doctor it's, Who, yeah, really yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> But The Flash and Supergirl, I love Supergirl. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. in love yeah. with Supergirl. Well, Every time my daughter wants to watch Supergirl, I'm like... Let's talk that that's going to move on to CW no, for that's, next season. That so would, that would, uh, that would ruin it, I think. Really? Well, for CW's me, so well, CW right? is good, but for me, it's like, you know when Smallville was out? The first five seasons of Smallville, there's some beautifully sharp, clever telly. And then it went over to CW. And they effectively, they, they finished episodes by telling you that they'd beat the bad guys. Oh yeah, we put them in. And you didn't actually see what happened. I'm told the other way around. I oh, can't no. stand the first, first five one. seasons. Oh, no, see, for me. It's like Dawson's Creek oh, powers. Yeah, <laughs> for me, the, 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 the later seasons, and he's terrible on oh, the red, blue, blur. Come on. Come on, there's something better than that. The red, blue, yeah, blur. Yeah, it is a bit It's... Oh, I like I like it when ca- when TV shows have character or they got a bit of heart and I felt mm. like it lost right. the heart okay. in Smallville later on mm-hmm. and I'm not sure maybe it's because I'm not seeing the start I didn't feel there's much heart in Arrow whereas the Flash even Cisco is a character yeah. he's a he's great fantastic character it's the it's the surrounding pit and flies on board I just noticed <laughs> you could have told me guys let me put it all I don't make that <laughs> staring at guests crutches no, I have to there's a big white, white sign there saying <laughs> the hello web, the hidden webcam's picked up so you anyway well 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 <laughs> Like a character. Yes, like a character. It's, it, no, it's, all, it's all about heart and flashing your genitals. Um, but I think for me, I think it's the DC cinematic universe, I think, is the danger of, of saturating it because I think that Batman vs Superman was a lot, in a lot of ways very, very mishandled and they had a whole load of stuff that they just crowbarred in there. Yeah. I'm worried about Suicide Squad because I like Suicide Squad and I've been really looking forward to this movie and if, any of, them, the last. Well, if any of them deserve to be R-rated it should have been Suicide Squad yeah. not do an R-rated cut of Batman vs Superman that doesn't need it Suicide Squad does Yeah. so that, that worries me that what rating is Suicide Squad? 12, 12. really? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean no, I think the, like, the writings in the UK are really, really fucked up. They're I literally, when I watched, I think we talked about this earlier, when I watched Deadpool, yeah, and yeah. I literally, the whole time, I just kept turning to my side and thinking, this is a 15. I couldn't believe it was a 15. This is a, I even tweeted the BFCC about it, and they tweeted back uh, our guidelines. And I looked, and it said there should be no decapitations, the, the sexual scenes. And it went against what their guidelines were saying. Yeah, so I just cuts off someone's head. Yes, it, it's... <laughs> Well, when he gets blown up and you yeah. see his silhouette and you see the wang of his butt flying and, 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 and the whole yeah, yeah. anal joke scene yeah. and the sex, it's just bizarre. Very and that, and then you say Suicide Squad is a 12. Is a 12. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. test is going to be how they handle the Killing Joke animated movie. I don't um, like the look of that. That's, that's rated R. And yeah, I'm not entirely convinced. I, the, when you think how fantastic visually the book is yeah. it's one of them seminal books that you just the colouring the colouring alone I saw the cartoon and I thought or saw the trailer for the cartoon and I thought is it needed I don't see what this is adding it, it looks almost like a direct but the, the, it's not direct yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not trailer. it's kind of like, the, like but what it looks, Watchmen was I think it looks weaker though because if you if you watch Batman animated in the, the 90s 
beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Tim, absolutely flawless. And this doesn't look like that. It looks like where Marvel have got some. I watched Planet Hulk recently. It was a good cartoon, but I don't ever believe their style guides are that strong. Mm. You know, there's weakness in them. Whereas certain shows like Brave and the Bold as well. Brave and the Bold yeah. is fantastic. Because of the style. The style to it, it's very it's very out there, but it really works mm. because they've got such a, a handle on what they're trying to do. And did you ever catch any of the, the Marvel anime ones that they released? I saw a Punisher one. Yeah, there's a few on the network kids' channels. Story wise, they they hold together. I thought they were really good though. It's just the, the the I don't it's only my personal uh, view. I don't think the, the style is that strong. Mm. They they seem to be lacking. Yeah. When you consider how great the Marvel the Marvel universe yeah. is, it's it's surprising. I, I still haven't brought myself to watch the new Batman movie because I just I enjoyed the the, the, the first I'm saying not the first three, but the last the three. Chris Nolan ones. I absolutely yeah. adored that, those. Yeah, and I just it's almost like I'm an Aston Villa fan. Mm. And when we beat Liverpool Get last the year, fuck I, know, out of the room. I know what I want to say to myself. <laughs> but last year, me and me and the old man went to watch him versus Liverpool in the semi final, and we played Liverpool off the park, and we. Going to the FA Cup final, my dad said, Well, we'll get tickets. I went, No, I don't want to. I said, Because I know what's going to happen. And obviously, we got stuck by Arsenal. But it's a bit like that with this Batman movie. I don't want to go and spoil my last experience of a Batman The one movie. thing you'll come out of it is that he's the best Batman ever. Yeah. Yeah. He is the best Batman ever. They should, you know, it's yeah. all about Bat, Bat, Batfleck. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they said he's already got the movie, he's going to yeah. be directing yeah. it, producing he's going to be doing everything in it. I'll go and see that 100%. Well, if you consider the, the amount of vitriol and hate for the concept of him being Batman. Uh, to begin and, with, yeah, yeah. I think we, we were kind of, we were all right. We were all right. Yeah, yeah, if you've watched Argo or any of his yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. director stuff, the he's, yeah, yeah, the tone is fantastic. Yeah. If you've watched, watched, watched the tone of Argo, you was like, yeah. he can handle the role. Well, he, he is fantastic. He is Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. Bruce Wayne without a doubt. And then when they visually, what they do with Batman, and they... It's like that old Batman film. It's my biggest criticism is I love the original Batman film, but it's not Batman. He he lands on a rooftop, pulls, person pulls out a gun, shoots him, he falls over. Batman wouldn't stand there and allow somebody to shoot him and then fall over. And the the answer is always intimidating them afterwards. That's not Batman. This guy is Batman, and when he does get shot, it's he's covering. It's clearly it, it's all well thought out. It's fantastic Batman. It's just like you said before. They've they've pushed it too far the the flash sequence the dream sequence yeah, yeah. just it discharged you yeah. completely yeah. discharged yeah. you there, there, there were a couple of scenes in it that just I, I failed to see how they fit in with the narrative at all and then it was just selling the next yeah. it was selling the dawn of justice line yeah. you know even him seeing the video footage that's fine but even that could have been cropped right down oh, Cyborg was dragged out it felt like oh, get on with it the Aquaman thing okay we need to see him and he can shoot off piss off man yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you doing you know, it's like a Jerry Jason Moma still moment. Absolutely. Fuck off. Yeah. It, it annoyed me because it, it, <laughs> it, it annoyed me. It was, the, it was the whole, you know, when you see the logos on the screen, you're like, oh my God, this is just a horrid setup for the next mm -hmm. movie. But all they needed to do was just leave it as the logos. Yeah. yeah. Like anyone who's watching the film, he knows what it's put into. Yeah. Knows what like, yeah. to have like, a quick a sequence, a little tiny quick sequence. Yeah. But that whole how long they followed the flash and the rush. Like, yeah. Just just see a guy zoom. That's it. Yeah. Three seconds. You know what it is. And even the um, the the apocalypse scene, the dream. Mm. The dreams really worked well in it when first you see him land in the back cave, and then all of a sudden he's floating up, and it's actually really cleverly shot. And then all of a sudden. You, you, you cut on it's a dream yeah. and the bat sequence when the bat I don't know if it comes out of a wardrobe or something makes you jump 
But the apocalypse scene, the minute you realise and you see the burning building, it's a dream. It takes you out and you yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's all these fight sequences and the unmasking. And the whole time you're thinking, well, get on with the dream because I want to watch what happens in the film. Yeah. And as I said before, we, we don't need to see Bruce and Martha Wayne dying again. <laughs> we, no, we, no, we know he's an orphan. We know he's tra- it's a tragedy. Yeah. But but I think it's just it's, it's, uh, Zach's, uh, Zack Snyder's new thing of having to kill off Jeffrey D. Morgan at the beginning of every film now, I think. That's, that's all he has to do. I think they missed a trick from not pulling the ones the, from the DC TV universe yeah. into yeah. it. It's, it's, uh, it's a yeah. perfect little flash. Perfect, you know, and, and whether they bring Supergirl in, whether they're just missing a the trick there. I think they are. Yeah. I hope they deal with the Marvel universe. I hope they. Use, use no, they will. They, they will, will. But it'll there, be. There are options for some of the Marvel guys to be coming into the films. And I certainly uh, Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, oh, gosh, has yeah. got it in his oh, contract too. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's it's the, brilliant, the brilliant thing about the Daredevil, they've clearly listened. When when I watched the first series, fantastic until the last sequence, and you see his costume, and I just thought that looks shit. Especially the helmet. Yeah. The helmet wasn't Daredevil. It no. was it was like you know raw iron wasn't Daredevil, and and then in the next series because yeah, in the first six they they cracked the helmet they they gave him his old boots if you know yeah, yeah. he's got his boots from his original outfit not the not the the built gladiator suit um, and they 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 thought about these things they've looked and they've listened and they've paid attention yeah, which definitely yeah it's, it's good stuff definitely. And Punisher was great. I don't think oh gosh, he's yeah. got his film fellow as well. Yeah, that's so, just, that's you want that to be like the Equalizer show, good. though, but like menacing. You don't even want him to interact with anybody. You want him to take down criminals. Uh, well, for the Equalizer, you just have to watch Person of Interest. That's oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. version of the Equalizer. Yeah, I must say, every week. Fantastic. It's my, uh, back now, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that ends. Up. Monday nights are really late. But well, even, even that Daredevil series, the second series, when the scene in the prison when he's fighting them in the in the corridor, mm. there's lots. of Good corridor fight scenes. Oh, both, God, both yeah. seasons. The, the but, single shot corridor fights are what I've defined. Dead but the, really. the, the amount of violence in that, I was, I was quite okay. Right, this is this but is. That's this is what's 18, great. That it's, eighteen it's version. Net, that's, that's what's great about Netflix. Though, the fact yeah. and the lighting, lighting in Daredevil, all that yellow and, and red and the green touches. It's all one shot lighting. Yeah. Brilliant, like really straight good. out of a, a Miller comic book. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it. I'm just looking at the time over here. We have been chatting for nearly 50 minutes. Wow. Jesus Christ, we're missing sales, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's cost me a fortune. Um, so we'll wrap up there, I think. Brilliant. <laughs> so we'll put details in the show notes for the Comic-Con. Okay. Put the cool, sign cool. there. And Brethren Born, is it on Comic House? Uh, yes, it's on Comic House. Um, I'm going to be exclusively selling online through Comic House when we, when we release. Um, I'll be speaking to them. Um, I'm, I've got a, a story coming out in the Comic House anthology, which is, which is going to be kick-started in the next couple of weeks. Um, but it's definitely going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm really sort of pushing the Comic House because it seems like a really good place. Yeah. I'm a comic collector myself anyway, so I've got my eye on a few comics on there, which is obviously going to be really good. Um, on Level 8 Comics as well, level8comics.com. Yeah, put a link to that in the um, Brilliant. C2I as well, the C2I uh, Close to Mortality that website should be coming online this weekend as well. So there's there's lots of links to all the different things I'm doing as well as either guys. So. Cool. We have loads Will more questions. Will you be around at uh, MCM next week as well? Oh, next week. Yeah, I've just got to book a hotel because I'm always last minute. <laughs> and you look at the prices, you like, yeah, what? No, no, so, yeah. so yeah, it's the first time we haven't been able to get into that Nova Hotel right next to Excel. That was so normally I'm a Nova Hotel or the Ibis one yeah. one or the other because they're nice, yeah. but their prices are they are expensive. Yeah. yeah. So yes, well, we'll see you all there. <laughs> awesome. That'd be great to see you guys again. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. Okay, so I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. 
I've been Lee. And I've been John. And until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.